and tonight we're doing Dream Scenario. It's my dream scenario, because it's a Nick Cage film evening. That's right. <laughs> I love my Nick Cage scene. Oh, boy. Seen his, his dozens, probably not, I don't know about hundreds of his films yet, because he's done, he's, he's in the triple digits, but uh, always, always That's ready That's so see. crazy. He's, he's got, uh, I, I think I have a- He's prolific. Prolific, yeah. He, he's hard up for money, and there's a couple decades in there where he would do, you know, for 15 years or so, he would just do- eight nine movies a year he still does those random crappy ones and I, I i like those and i like the real ones too like like these kind of ones uh that has why would he be so hard up for money how many i know he's got at least one ex-wife does he have oh he's got more than one he's just I think he's got like money. three or four and also yeah and, oh, and also he's i mean I, no he does not strike me as one who's uh you know he's he is nepo baby adjacent so he's ne- nepo fa- nepo family so it's uh you know, there you go. He's probably doesn't. Uh, he's, he probably sees things differently. Anyway, dream scenario. Uh, <laughs> I've been excited for this one. Other than just Nick Cage, it looked. Uh, it's got the old A twenty four hooking me in with its indie yep. stuff. Uh, did you were any interest going in? Well, yeah. I mean, I like me a good A twenty four movie. I can do a good Nick Cage. I actually watched Moonstruck um, earlier this weekend, and I'm always surprised by how much I really like that movie. It holds and- up. It holds up in the performances that hold up. I mean, Nick Cage, he's not. It's Nick Cage and Cher. You kind of have to just put that in a box and live with it. You know what I mean? That's part of why um, it's, it's shockingly good is because they're too, they're not, yeah. they're not a regular rom-com pair, but they have a, chem, a weird chemistry and it's so, it's a really good uh, direct, direct, it's, I think it's a Norman Jewison movie. Is yep. it? Yeah. So it's got, it's got, yeah, it's got a hand, a steady hand behind it, but those two performances are very strange, but it works. It, it works. I had never seen it when I was... I had never seen it, obviously, when it came out, but I had seen it for the first time right. a couple years ago. It's good. Yeah, it's and their their relationship is not conventional, and you would think that it would be a hard sell, and it's totally not a hard sell. Like it works really good, and like um, Olympia Dukakis is great in it, and just I don't know, just I don't know, everything about it is just really super charming. And so I was kind of, maybe I was getting myself hyped to. Uh, to see this there's also an age gap a charming age gap pairing in this for a scene so you know maybe we can make some parallels but... <laughs> a charming age gap that's that's a really bad a family man <laughs> segue of words a family man <laughs> finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams because we haven't really even said the premise however when right. his nighttime appearances take a nightmarish turn he's forced to navigate the consequences of his newfound stardom 92 percent rotten tomatoes 69 with the audience 7.4 imdb 74 metacritic uh, so high critics, a little bit lower, but positive audience, and then upper upper middle uh, IMDb meta. So that's a, that's actually a pretty typical A twenty four score. Now that I think about it, uh, and if you haven't seen it, it's in theaters, not streaming anywhere. Uh, we'll go into the supporting cast because it's it's the main sh- main character show, but uh, lots of faces and th- people you'll recognize popping up here in a lot of sketch type things and uh, as we said it's all about a guy uh he's showing up in dreams and i, I i'll say that we're gonna spoil it here we're gonna spoil it here now and now we're going to <laughs> now we're going to the part where i actually go yeah. into into the part i almost jumped the just slightly paul matthews mild-mannered biology professor and he's mild-mannered uh really basic kind of guy uh has a nice life mild-mannered is too generous almost all right, he's a he's got a nice life, and he's a deeply insecure middle fifties man. Yes. Those are his defining characteristics. He's got he's a, he's a professor. He doesn't feel like he's lived up to his potential, so he's deeply insecure about this paper that he never wrote. And and he's got two teenage daughters who everyone oh I said his wife oh we love you but you're a lame idiot dad kind of thing. So there you go. <laughs> and and uh, one day, not one day, kind of slowly and doled out kind of well. In my opinion, uh, we learn, we kind of see that people are recognizing him. He gets recognized by an ex who's also, uh, what is she, an hour reporter or something? She's, uh, mm-hmm. and so she, she's, he's getting slowly recognized for, oh, you pop it up. Uh, I, I just saw you in my dream, or, oh, do I recognize you from somewhere? And you learn that everyone is simultaneously dreaming of him in, in their dreams, uh, everyone in the whole world, apparently, right. pretty much. Not quite well, everybody. Not, not everyone. Not quite I everybody. No. But a giant, ch- he's showing up inexplicably to lots and lots of people's dreams, like his students, yes. people are recognizing him. And he's pretty much always in those dreams doing nothing, 
standing there watching a lot of times really bad and crazy things are happening earthquakes and and dangerous things and 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 paul is just kind of hanging out standing there waving breaking the leaves doing innocuous things so uh paul is he loves his newfound stardom but as a deeply insecure man in his 50s who's balding and feels like maybe i've got everything i want right but uh what what am i still missing why am i still so insecure i got all this fame now and now uh he's got to deal with that because uh there are consequences to the fame Bad things uh, start to happen, and um, I can just leave it at that. It's a lot of sketches after that. It's like every every it's like ten minutes of different ideas back and back and back and back and yeah. Mama K, what you think of Dream Scenario? Yeah. Uh, I was really concerned about Dream Scenario, honestly, because I am a very vivid dreamer, and I think you know this about me. Mm. Um, and my dreams don't tend to they tend to like veer toward nightmare scenarios but typically don't go into like full-on nightmare stuff so i fully thought that after i saw this movie um i was going to dream about paul and then i was oh, be nice. then i would wake up and be 100 percent freaked out that i'm probably going to dream about him forever because that's all i can think about is dream not dreaming about him and those are the things that i dream about um Mm. yeah nice i didn't dream about him so i mean that that makes it even better for me to be able to do this review because if i were dreaming about him i saw this movie th- um, three or four days ago um i would be a basket case because i would not be going to sleep now because that wouldn't work for me um, but he doesn't do anything to you well at least not at first right not at first and you know if i know me my subconscious i would skip over innocuous paul and go directly to murder paul or we assume murder paul yeah, he's got I a crossbow sometimes. A couple times. Sometimes he yeah. just sprints at you in the dark. That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> well, I'm a little. There's, there are, there's a couple things that are a little. I don't know whether there are things that are let go or that were confusing or we're supposed to just come to our own conclusions. But you know, he does have a variety of people that dream about him, and one of them is his youngest daughter. And this is never addressed in the movie that she's one of the people that dreams about him. Um, who doesn't dream about him other than his wife, though? Is Does anyone else make... Because I don't think his older daughter dreams about him. I think it's all the younger daughter, isn't it? It starts with her sitting by the pool and... Um, oh, that that is what kicks it off. You're right. That's the first, like, oh, you were in my dream last night. That's the first right. instance we get. And he's raking, that's, he's raking the leaves and while the, everything's falling apart around. And he's like, it's okay, honey. But yeah. do we but get she it? She never addresses it once things change and, and, and you know, he, he... Whatever, when he affects... He, you know, that's the twist in this is that at some point he affects how he how he behaves in people's dreams and he doesn't well, he doesn't underst- he doesn't understand that maybe he, that's what he's doing or he doesn't understand right. his con- his connection. And we he doesn't um, I said, do they make a point? Do you remember if they make a point that the daughter older daughter does or doesn't dream of him or does it just not brought up? I don't think it's ever brought up because okay. the why it's a point with his wife because. That makes sense. You know, they have, you know, their type of relationship is a very different type of intimate relationship than he would have with his kids. And, um, she, you know, there's a point in it and it's a very, it comes back at the end of the movie so that we know, you know, it's a pivotal piece of information that we need to know that she doesn't dream about him. So, um, oh, I think this yeah. is such an interesting take on just fame in general and how anonymity and how cancel culture is just you know he's the he's the poster boy for cancel cancel culture right there's nothing you can do about it it happens um and for him it's not anything he's done except for being such a white bread milk toast person that (laughs) i i it sounds terrible but i almost feel like he deserves it (laughs) i wrote it down i'm like i bet he's gonna have a hard time sympathizing with our hero uh paul or not hero our protagonist paul this is uh after coming off after coming off the holdover <laughs> after coming off the holdovers i'm like yeah okay not feeling sympathetic well, to the schlubby middle-aged guy who's who's feeling sorry for himself even though things seem not that bad that's true but the difference between now looking back because i did think about that that we did just see another middle-aged man uh movie uh, Although to be I'm fair, like, Paul Giamatti much much more dire straits in that than this. This Paul's objectively has a better life, uh, whether his yeah. internal turmoil, but objectively a better life. <laughs> objectively a better life and a happier person in general. I think. I yeah. mean, he definitely takes uh, he gets happiness derived from what he does. Whether or not what he does is anything that would make most people happy is a, it's another story. But 
Um, I just get the feeling that Nicolas Cage is just like whomping through life, like, you know, and, and he, he's, like you said, he's waiting for, he's waiting for the stuff to happen. He's waiting for the book he wants to write to be written. He's waiting for, you know, people to recognize that he has this, you know, brilliant idea about ant psychology or whatever. Um, and the thing about it is, is there's a lot of women in this movie. Basically all of them are women. And is that a problematic piece? Is that on purpose? Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, problem? Yeah. Is it on purpose? Why is the person that he used to be colleagues with the one that, you know, says, I've been dreaming about you. And then she, that's a female character. The well, one that's for the who one, yeah. he thinks is stealing, telling his, or stealing his, uh, aunt psychology story or whatever it is. That's another woman too. I mean, men are completely like, there, there are you, no uh, men uh, in uh, this movie. I, 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 I disagree with you on the men thing, because there are a bunch of men. There's Michael Sarah, who is the viral marketing firm leader, and he's the main douchebag man. And then you also have uh, the the Dylan uh, Baker character, the colleague who throws the dinner parties. That's another significant like rival man character. They and are, but oh, neither one of those have... characters... Neither one of those characters are the most important people in those scenarios. Like, the, the, his, the dinner partner guy, his wife is the one that's important. Um, and then in the scene with Michael Sarah and all of the, you know, I felt like I was sort of watching, I don't know. I don't know what I felt like I was watching there, but it was very weird. Um, the, the women that are there, the woman specifically is the one that's well, important. In also, I was going to say the third man was Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is also a character, uh, the Dean. That's true. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Tim Meadows. We got a we got a full cast here. There's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of pop in. But uh, no, I I see what you're saying. But like the only reason the women are important because they're sexual uh, uh, blocks with him and his wife. It's the old colleague and the woman who's the uh, and the um, uh, the 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 assistant Molly. Uh, but the th- Molly, the other yeah. woman, the one who's woman who steals her, her his work. I don't get a woman like ha- that. I don't think that character has to be a woman. I don't think that was a a threat because he, he feels threatened by other colleagues not just a i don't get a uh a I feel gender like threat from because he's oh, threatened by because he's like... threatened by the other guy he's threatened if he were only threatened by the woman he, there's no i get no indication that he's a misogynist by by like just automatic like that way you know i don't think he thinks i don't get indications from his character no i'm not, like i don't i don't think that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that his character is a misogynist i think it's very interesting that the all the people in his life are these it's not all the people it's only it's only the it's only you're pointing at tim meadows is maybe the only other one i don't really michael sarah is just as much he's not the most important person there though michael sarah it's not about but why is why is the in your opinion the sexy the sexy scene more important than the the viral marketing sitting in the thing like why is this relationship more wait wait why is the relationship more important than the his career he's insecure about more about his career but he's also insecure about himself and his relationship. But why? Why do you think that that is more important here? The Molly Molly is way more important because she's the turning point in the movie. Like she, what he did by trying to um, recreate her dream, Paul changed the move. Changed what how he appears in people's dreams. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I would say that made him. I think the thing that. Broke him was the because right after that is when he uh gets mad at the woman for published going through with the book right like he gets that after afterwards that's when all the bad dreams starts happening is he does that and then the woman goes through with the book and then that's when things start going bad is he's made he's used his fame wrong and he's still petty about things he shouldn't be petty about he's he oh see I didn't I I think that I consider that the turning point at all I really consider the fact that he was now interacting with Dream Paul. Like, that's why the change happened. Oh, you no? think, like, Paul, you think Dream Paul, like, trades places with him or something? Like, it steals his body? Like, it's a, a, a spirit? No, it, uh, I mean, maybe. It's, that's a different I, movie. I, mean, I would like to watch that, too. That's an interesting concept, <laughs> actually. I like that. It's not an explainable uh, reason, anyway, because no there's no reason why everyone starts to dream about him. I think the catalyst that changed what, how everybody dreams about him is when... I think it's I think it's actually a really like critical point that 
because he's interacting as Dream Paul as a as opposed to just. I like. You know, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll flip on that too because I like that scene because it gives agency to um molly and as molly's not just like a bimbo who just like is an object she specifically wants paul because he one he's famous and he he has she has these weird sex dreams but like she mm-hmm. she doesn't give a shit about him at all like when he does anything that's not like exactly what she has in the dream it's she's like no no just don't talk at all right. stand exactly right and we see it the the film edit, uh, editing does it too we see like little flashes like oh he looks like the dark figure in the corner like she wants she right. doesn't want him to be paul the actual paul she wants him to be the the, the dream representation so i like right. that's a good uh, i like that scene because it's not just um exploit exp- a lesser movie is this is uh old guy young girl exploitation like i'll do anything for you kind of scene but she has the agency here and she's like no just exactly not no not like that and, he, and then he the, the punchline has to be he's the, the, the fool who who comes too early in his pants but uh i like i i was just like i what did we do recently priscilla and like a movie that i enjoyed watching but like no agency for that character these are ones where like i like that the characters the other ones that he interacts with the other characters maybe not tim meadows have agency for the most part they make choices that affect things um right and you wouldn't right. you wouldn't expect that from the hot girl seduction character you know like you wouldn't you would expect that to be or maybe michael sarah's paying her off to to get him to do the sprite ad <laughs> like whatever but like that's a big payoff but i mean i thought about that but i was but then when i realized that she actually like this was it it has nothing to do with paul the person it just has to no, do with this recurring has, dream yeah she has this very yeah. specific thing and she's she could probably like she's probably if, if she had this weird thing about any guy she could probably be like yeah he'll do whatever i say because i'm me and like she'll he'll do whatever i right. say and then as soon as i get exactly the thing i need i'll just get rid of him because that's it, and I, I think that's a completely uh, a reasonable more interesting character trait um yeah. So I, I I hear you on the women thing, but I think he has enough substantial interactions with all characters, and not just the the women in the the, the complex that way. Um, which is, I want to know why he's so insecure a little bit. I I because the in the end it's a tragic ending. Um, because he does not. It's it's a it's a almost amazing. It's an amazing tragic ending written wise. I wish it were more cinematic. I don't know if it's the direction and he just couldn't quite bring this script to life or something but like the ending's really well like poetically done but i don't know like he has to learn but what is he what is he has has he actually learned or changed like does he does he understand why why his life fell apart and that it's not just because he got famous and that it's because of the choices he made and like that he didn't work his own problems out i don't know if, i mean he does realize that and maybe did you think that the writer or the director or whatever cheated by by leaving that breadcrumb early in the movie about you know his wife not dreaming about him and not you know what would you dream it was basically what would you dream about me if you if you could dream about me what would it be like you know and, and he said i don't remember what he said but it sounded so banal and then she's like no i want to, i want you to save me and i want you to be dressed in you know the david burn stop making mm-hmm. sense giant suit and um and she wants him to take action. I, she wants him to do something. That's what she wants. Like he, he, he she wants yeah. him to. Uh, that's why. I, maybe he does realize that when he gets when he does his little thing at the end, and like and maybe maybe I didn't re- uh, read that well enough then, or maybe it just didn't come across to be strong enough in the moment. Because I think he, yeah, he totally made a, a a change in his personality because he that he wouldn't have done that before. And, you know, even, you know, at the beginning, he goes to talk to this woman to try to, you know, tell him that he needs to be part, you know, part owner of this paper that she's writing. Yeah. And he says he's going to do all these things and, and be the certain way. And we find out from a recording that he's basically just a whiny bitch about it. Yes. And <laughs> that, you know, it doesn't go his way. So he doesn't he tells his wife he didn't record it. So he's not, you know, he has a lot to learn at that point. And I think by the end, we we've seen that such a tragic way to have to learn this because now he's you know he's infamous for something that he had no control over i am your nightmare (laughs) it's it's so fucking funny that's like that's like i wish it i don't know if it's the cinematic language here the director and writer is christopher borgley who wrote and directed Mm -hmm. one other movie it's a uh, 
not a not an American gentleman, a uh, Norwegian mm. Norwegian gentleman. Um, so and right. this is his second or possibly uh, looks like third film, uh, first U.S. English speaking. Um, and I, I feel like like I I love the he gets his he yeah he gets his book and it's he gets his fame but it's sad because he didn't earn it he didn't do it because he didn't earn it he didn't do the hard work that was necessary to like get his mind right and actually like put the thing through because he was too crippled by all his insecurities to ever do anything uh and he had to learn that by losing uh, by the the fame thrust upon him took away you know his family or not you know like literally took away but you know i mean it's took took his and now he's now he's living with this is what you always wanted right like you got the magic you got your magic wish so the monkey's paw or the genie's not the monkey's paw the genie's wish and uh you're you're living with the consequences um and i think too like if he had gotten if he had maybe like you could make the poetic version where things do work out and he does learn the lesson while he retains the fame. If he wanted to make like a more palatable, like big, big huggy PG 13 version of this movie that, that, that was more, um, more accessible. Cause you could like have him learn, learn all these things earlier or like make the changes before everyone starts, whenever he starts dreaming of him horribly realize it's because of his own, internal choices to do things horribly like people saw him in the dream for the first time doing nothing because because he does nothing and his wife didn't dream of him at all because like that of all the people who are supposed to have thinking about you care so much about everyone else thinks you don't you're not thinking about like what you're actually like doing at home you're just worried about your your little thing i I wish i kind of and i'm kind of making these connections because i I wish i got more of that um that idea yeah none of that spelled out for you and maybe by pointing out that the writer director is norwegian says a lot because you know american movies in general they don't want to especially this kind of a movie which is not it's it's not a crash and bang up movie it's a charlie it's kaufman movie but a little it's, more a little more palatable maybe uh like a noah bombach movie but nicer i knew you're gonna i knew you're gonna say that charlie kaufman's <laughs> noah bombach but not quite as self-indulgent it's closer to that? charlie charlie kaufman was the or spike jones um or were the first yeah. ones noah bombach's meaner and like to um to uh his heart's in a different place no bombach wants to say different things than what this guy wants to say <laughs> no i feel like it's a it is a cultural thing like you know you can you can have movies like this in norway and sweden and finland and places like that where it's it's a very uncomfortable movie to watch because nick cage is playing a really uncomfortable character and you really don't ever know what's going to happen next. And there are things that are happening that they don't explain. And that's partly like in America, we want it all spelled out for us. We want it, we want it, you know, A plus B equals C. And, you know, um, I'm kind of charmed by the fact that it didn't end, you know, great. Like it, he, he didn't, he wasn't able to get back where he was, but I think I could feel like he was more, um, he was a better person for himself. Like he, yeah. he, he definitely had more agency and was able to just be, I don't know more. I, I the funniest part of the one of the, I mean, it shouldn't be a funny movie. I know they're, it was they're funny. saying it's I a laughed, comedy. I laughed a lot, and our audience, but I saw medium medium crowded audience. I don't know if we talked about theater experience yet, but medium crowded mm-hmm. late show Saturday night audience. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know, maybe 20 other people in there and like a medium, small theater, lots of laughs, solid laughs. Um, and yeah, yeah no, no, uh, no bad. I, I saw two theater movies back to back. I hadn't done that in the theater forever. And both crowds, really great crowds, like no problem. People laughed when they were supposed to laugh, gasped when they were supposed to gasp at things. Like everyone was on board. It was good, good theater going experience for this and Saltburn when we, when I talk about Saltburn later on, good, good crowds. Well, I was concerned because we had to go a little ways away to see it. It wasn't playing local, super local for us. And it's a bit more of a bougier town. Mm. And um, we walked in and there were, I don't know, maybe eight or ten other people in there, which is not unusual for a Friday night in Maine. So <laughs> as also it was pouring. It was freezing out. It was, yeah. So there were a couple of women sitting behind and we we only got there a few minutes before previews started. And... They talked through all the previews, and I thought, oh, this is going to be this. This is what's going to happen. They're going to talk through this movie. And they didn't, but they were responsive appropriately, I thought. And so were the other six or six people 
that were in the back. So I was like, who, who was in here seeing this movie? And it was mostly like the people behind us, older, older women. I think that maybe there was one other guy. And I'm like, what is the draw for like, are, uh, yes, they just, I mean, maybe older, the thing is, like, older people now are different than the older people, than the old people we were used to. I mean, we're gonna, they're gonna like cool, cooler stuff, maybe? I don't know. Like, cause we're, you know, you're older, I'm older now, so like, maybe we're <laughs> well, just cooler yeah, now. And... Or, or maybe we're super lame, this is a lame, <laughs> maybe... this movie's actually lame and no one under 25 would exactly. like Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you definitely are going to be able to relate to these characters being that they're, you know on the middle age. I mean, they are kind of actually older to have these two teenage daughters. I think that they're kind of, you know, they're both set in their careers. It looks like before they decided to have a family, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was a little, you know, concerned with maybe we're, maybe there's just like a huge Nicholas Cage fan area that I don't know about no, they um, call that the planet earth i mean that's the huge nicholas cage fan area it's uh, is it it's, though you know, it's pretty much uh <laughs> the sea to shining sea to shining sea you know it's it's all, uh, all smiles know, for the cage no i can really only think of a few movies that we'll have to do i yeah. could do i'll have to do my top 100 one of these times top 100 nick cage performances because uh jesus that would be a that would be a word i i want to i don't know if you have other parts but would you want this like could you like and if, like, you probably wouldn't, but we'll start with, would you want this? And then I'll tweak the question if you don't. Okay. Would I want what? What the, this? P- P- Paul gets, Paul, everyone dreams of you, but nothing, but you don't, you're, you're a benign bystander for a couple weeks. And then. No, absolutely not. If I, if I, if I got this, it would have to be based on my characteristics as a person now. I, and if but would you I want out, that actually? Would you want your biggest like uh, flaws and insecurities exposed to everybody? Like you'll be doing whatever you don't want to be doing the most. That's what you'll be doing. What Paul doesn't want everyone to see is him being inactive. So whatever it is that you're most afraid of, you, you don't want everyone to watch you do. That's probably what they're all going to be imagining you doing. And then you're going to have to say, everyone's going to be like, well, I, you're that famous lady who does this. And you're going to be like, ah, oh, yeah. Was I doing anything other than that though? And you're, they're like, nope, you were always doing it every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I do so many things though, that it would be hard to pigeonhole the absolute worst thing know. because there's the so many know. bad things that I do. The dream, I know genie, the dream will know. The dream genie will know what horrible thing will make, will push your I've, buttons the worst. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, but is it one thing? Does it have to just because for Paul, it's just him. It, it is, it, but it's, it's not. It is one thing. Different it's people him. can push his into like a, uh, his colleague can p- push his insecurity button a different way than the hot girl who dreams his sex dreams about him can push his button differently than his daughter can. You know, so like wh- whatever, whatever, whatever your general button is, the f- the dream yeah. will find all the different types well, of I people we... to push it. <laughs> Well, we figure out, we, we find, we didn't really even talk about this. We alluded it to a little bit that, you know, he goes from being benign to actually being a really nasty, uh, killer type person. And so I'm not sure. A, no, I don't want that. I don't want to be involved in that, any of that kind of stuff. But, and I don't see how that is the opposite of benign becoming a killer. Like, why was it that? Why? I was, why? I don't think it was. Why did that happen? I don't know if it was the opposite. I think it reflects on kind of what you're doing with. It reflects like who you are. And I think if he's that insecure person, if that person, if you took that insecure person all of a sudden and made them super famous and put scrutiny on them, they would actually be horrible. They would be terrible. They would find because they can't handle the comment section. Like that's the truth. If you're fa- if you become famous and you can't handle the comment section, you shouldn't be famous because. People are going to shit on you and say horrible things about right. you and find every, and some of them are going to be right. That's the worst part is some of them are going to be right about things. And those are the ones that are going to really hurt you a lot. And so you have to be like strong enough in yourself to be like, all right, like people know the things that I suck and they're coming at me and everyone's coming at me and he's got to be ready. And the truth is an average person with that kind of pressure would be bad because they would they would crumble and lash they out. Would fold, yeah. And he, and yeah. he would post a crazy video where he where he's like, "Ah, I'm rambling and I, I feel sorry for me." And everyone's like, "Well, that's crazy video. Why did you post that, Paul? Like that doesn't that's not an apology. You just <laughs> rambled for 10 minutes about how it's so hard being you. That's not what people wanted to hear." So, it's I Well, what did the people want to hear though? People wanted to I don't know what people uh, let me think about it. I would have to really think about uh what what people wanted to hear. But well cuz I did think about that when it happened when you know he decided, you know, people kept saying, "Paul, you have to say something about this." And he was 
he was doing the same thing that probably anyone would do be like i i don't know what to tell you this is not me this is somebody you're dreaming about that looks like me but it is not me you know so how else do you how else do you deal with that? Sure, you, I think he did the only thing you can do. Maybe it just didn't seem sincere just did, coming from him. It didn't seem sincere because he didn't know how to... It didn't seem sincere because he wasn't sincere. He's, he didn't sincerely want him to be not in their dreams. He sincerely wanted them to stop hating him. And that's then, like, he, you know... If it, oh, that's a two, that's, those are two different things. I wasn't sure I got that from it. I just thought he wanted... I didn't think he... I didn't think in that in the moment when he posts that video and he's ranting that he himself is like, I just want you guys to stop hurting. He's saying, I want me to stop hurting because you're all saying mean things. And I want you to like, if he were, right. if he were really changed and grown, he would say like, he would say something like, I'm sorry. I, I'm I, that you're all getting attacked by me in these days. And I, I, and then he would try to make a connection. He would be like, I had, and this is what I didn't get. Like I had a thing in my childhood or my, I had a, a person in my life when I, uh, when I was uh, who wronged me and, and try to connect that way and be like, it must be so hard having me be that yeah. person to you every night. And I, I'm so sorry you have to go through it. Like you, he had, to, he has no tact. He didn't think about it. He didn't think about what he yeah. was hurting and how to, how to, how to save those people. Instead, he was just like, well, it's not my fault that I'm showing up. In, but do you know how hard this must be for me? Like <laughs> he needed a publicist big time. Yeah. One that was not primarily concerned with Sprite. Uh, although <laughs> not a public, that was somebody who's just latching onto the tail, tail coat. And, um, Yeah. You think he had Obama? Not. You think he ever had Obama? I don't know. If my... <laughs> <laughs> he never had Obama. I don't know if Michael Sarah really mean, knew Obama. They had to say the most ridiculous things to keep him interested because doing a Sprite commercial, there couldn't. I mean, what is more removed? Sprite? When was the last time you saw a Sprite commercial? I see Sprite commercials. You might just spot me the uh, <clears throat> target uh, demographic. Am the, I uh, not the Sprite demographic? I think the algorithm knows who to target, and uh, you do not strike <laughs> them as a Sprite person. We get it. We get them. Is all- that why he didn't like Sprite either? Just because he's not. I mean, maybe if they said, "I don't," well, Dr Pepper wouldn't work for sure. That's but... a good point. If they did uh, just basic uh, like census demographics, you, you and Paul would be in similar. Venn diagram circles for a lot of advertising, <laughs> so uh, that's possible. Oh Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean, if we're just black and white looking at numbers on paper, I mean, you guys share a lot of categories yeah. in the old demographic buckets. But uh, they have they have a really nice house. I got to give them that. That's, that's one of the demographics you guys share. You guys both uh, on the on that side. It's worked out. Um, <laughs> I wasn't yeah, I wasn't pointing it out for that reason. All I kept thinking was is like. You know, for two people who don't, I mean, she's like, what, maybe an architect or something? I'm not exactly clear on what she does. And then he's, you know, he's got tenure at a university for teaching biology. That's not 100K a year. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, maybe no, the, he, the money he has, I don't know. I, I, yeah, maybe, I mean. Also, if he has tenure somewhere, he's had to publish all these years. So this whole, you know, somebody's going to pull my pull my white paper out from underneath you know from underneath me seems a little uh, uh contrived is this something someone that only someone in academia would know because because i don't I, I don't know these things i don't know the i rules. guess but you try to you think about professors and you know everybody maybe it's something people only in academia say, you've, you've you worked in academia for for, for 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 decades now like i have even just adjacently i, I mean it's it doesn't uh i yeah, don't know just want to be clear that i've not stolen any pharmaceutical um white paper information from any of the faculty that i worked mm. with so yeah, no no information stolen um just to be clear i like i liked i like this a, a lot in like a, lots of parts it doesn't quite it's not quite um some of its parts though like all the i like all the parts better than the sum here which is a better problem yeah. to have that a better problem to have than like than some of the other ones there's worse problems to have because like i think of all this there's a bunch of scenes i think about and i'm just like i was laughing in that scene i was enjoy i was cringing in that scene the I was, bookstore scene was amazing which one's the bookstore scene the books so he he finally publishes a book right and um it gets nobody wants to nobody wants to sell it he does have somebody who's working for him trying to get him i can't remember who it is um trying to get him, you know, into bookstores and stuff to sign his book. And so he finally has to go to France. Oh, yeah, that's and... at the end when he's in the, yeah, he's in the little uh, yeah. basement. <laughs> and he's, and yeah, and there's this huge crowd at this French bookstore and it winds up being for 
uh, something, I forgot what it was, but it was something really inane, like game night or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we had to put you in, into our other <laughs> space. And it's down in the basement. And the book is called something terrible um, in French, like not, no, it's, not it, even related. Instead of being dream scenario, it's retitled, I am your nightmare. And uh... <laughs> Yes, that's right. I am your nightmare. Which is my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite title. It's I am your nightmare. It's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what his book should be called. <laughs> yeah well so there's a point so right before the end the this new technology quote-unquote comes out about a sort of apple watch kind of thing that you wear on your wrist and you can dream jump by simply meditating and um i don't know how accessing people's dreams i'm never clear if the other person has to be wearing you know one of your dream watches it depends on the rules of the sci-fi that they're using i mean yeah i don't like the rule if you don't have to wear it like if i am not interested in in this at all i don't i don't want somebody jumping into my (laughs) well i'm sure i'm sure yes if this were real you would not like that but um i mean the sci-fi when you're writing something (laughs) yes i i I understand what you're saying in real life if it makes you feel better like think about how hard it is to connect devices in your house when you're trying to now you're trying to now you're trying to hack into someone's brain with your All wi-fi yeah i mean like we're gonna get good but not good that quick not in your lifetime you'll be fine i don't know starlink hard to you know uh um, i might have to worry about people hacking my brains you'll probably you'll probably have lived your life by then so <laughs> all the good hacking will be gone you'll, so. you'll have caught the, the a nice tail end of uh, good technology could have a could have a worse existence I've already been at the beginning. Like, this is, you know, everything new is good. I just don't want one of those things around my wrists. And all I can think of is I just recently had a conversation with people who are like, I have to take everything off before I go to bed. Like, I can't sleep with any of my rings on or bracelets or earrings or anything like that. Were you part of that conversation? I don't remember if I was, but like I, I just I got a Fitbit for uh, thanks Christmas because we did Christmas and Thanksgiving this year, and and yeah. so I've just now been wearing a thing to like the, the Fitbit to bed, like to sleep for sleep monitoring. Yeah, and I've never right. worn anything, any jew any jewelry, like all jewelry comes off, like wedding ring. I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but it honestly. Right. I don't notice it at all. I thought it would take some getting used to. Nothing. Like, almost almost yeah. no noticing. And honestly, I, I like now looking at my wrist for time, looking at my heart rate. Like, <laughs> I this is kind of beginning of Cyborg. Like, I am excited for more augments to my... Information junkie. I want more... I want more... Um, augments i want to go david cronenberg and get like technology embedded in my brain and like my eyes and my no. uh, my arm like i want to i want the, the google no. glass but like in my eyes you know <laughs> yeah that's going to require like some some shots in your eyes and that's a no-go for yeah, me see like so. i said we're too we're too um but that's in in the future we'll be there but like i might be too old by then for it to be you know by the time it's good by the time technology's good it might not be i might not get to see that so yeah. i'll just be happy that i got my my fitbit <laughs> Well, I mean, at the end, he goes back and, and through this dream scenario thing with uh, Nick Braun. Was, yeah, our boy. Uh, yeah. Succession alum. Uh, yeah, we were both like, who's that guy? I can't think of who it is. And then all of a sudden, I was like, Greg Egg. I was like, who's Greg the tallest Egg. guy ever? It's, it's the, the But he doesn't look super tall there, though, because he's not with a bunch of people. No, like. they don't They they don't make him look like, like gangly no. Greg. Or I've seen him in other yeah. roles where he's pretty much that <laughs> archetype. I haven't seen him outside that archetype yet um yeah when you can't see him compared to other people he I'm, I'm shocked at how much he just like goes into the back of my head like nope i don't know him the, i know i know i've seen him but i don't know who he is the advertising so. in the dreams is like a good another black mirror oh, episode crazy. concept where like we it's almost too much to introduce in the last five minutes to be like wait that's a yeah. whole another movie that's a whole that's a three-hour yeah. thriller like that's a huge movie and then like nope that's just actually our button hook joke to get to the end yeah. of our little bookstore story you know so it's stuff yeah. like that where like good problem to have lots of every scene is like a new like oh you could do a whole thing with this like you could do a whole dinner party thing you could do a whole yeah i was thinking you, about dinner party. dinner party yeah the, the whole the ads you know they tease it enough for like yeah you could do a whole ad espionage movie where you put people like a a a, a, a um, parody of uh inception with 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 sprite like there's a there's a lot there's a lot of so much good <laughs> ideas to mine and it's only like an hour and 40 and it's kind of cr- like it's kind of cramped like we it's got good laughs per second uh, there's yeah. something missing though it's not the sum of its parts it's not like an instant 
classic. It's not, it doesn't like, I'm even hesitating if it's going to make my top five because it's been, it's been a good year for me. Like it's a top tenner probably, but uh, it's st- you stiff it's competition because... at the top for me. But why do you think that is? Why do you think it's not the top? I have a thought for me why it's not. For, but... um, the best I could do is not some it's, it's not like disciplined enough to finish it's full thing. Maybe like Paul not writing his thing. Like it's bursting with, it's like Charlie Kaufman movie. If like you tightened it up for like mainstream people, but did, but still didn't quite like know how to, like I said, like the written ending is very good that he has to go in the basement and he gets everything he wanted, but it's in, it's in that twisted wrong way and he loses his wife. Mm. And then he realizes he, I finally get her. And I, it's in the, he writes the joke earlier in with the, with the, um, with talking heads guy. And he goes in the, like he, he, he does all the work to make the story work. And I'm just not, and even the performance is good. Like even the cage is like, he's doing like a real good performance. Like he didn't pig and not like a crazy yeah. person performance, like in unbearable weight. Like he's like a real good Nick cage version. And it's just not coming all together. And I don't have like a, it's, it's not, um, it's just not like done. It's just not finished. It's not full, uh, but it's very, everything's very good about it. It's the frustrating part. Mm-hmm. I think that, is also true i think it's true for me too watching the movie that that it does feel like there's a lot of things and it's not like you're not following the string of what's happening in the movie it's not like no, i've never not lost plot. there's not a twist there's yeah. none of that that's not the problem for me i think it's just the fact that it's it's a damning look on society and you pick somebody to be your main c- character who is the most innocuous person in society like there's n- nothing special about this man nothing and and people are always told that you've got you know everybody has something everybody has a little something that does this or some you know is different or makes them you know cool or makes them quirky or whatever it makes them something this man possesses zero of anything he has no charisma he has no uh like he feels like he doesn't live in our world that's that's it for me is like I don't know anybody that's this. If I met somebody that's sort of this bland, they would also be more Paul Giamatti quirky. Like they would be. Uh, you're saying anyone who's maybe, gotten um, this far should be more adjusted. No, not that they're more adjusted, but that you would see the reason for. Like, he's not a sad sack. He's not a woe is me. He's not living in his basement. I mean, he is at the end, but and it's somebody else's basement. But he's not that. You know, he's not like on some sort of, you know, scale of 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 autism or whatever, no, which I like, feel like Paul Giamatti's character. I is. think, and, but like the man, this character, Paul, but it's, we're saying Paul in this and Paul Giamatti in that. Uh, I think his name is also right. Paul in that movie, if I recall. So all the Pauls. It is. So, the, so oh, many Paul, Pauls. Paul, just cheer up, Paul. You don't have to be so down. Uh, if, if Paul had... Paul's problems. If Nick Cage Paul had Paul Giamatti's problems in the other one, if he were a little bit shorter, a little bit stinkier, a little bit, uh, he had the, some bad luck with the uh, with the admissions thing. He he, uh, family issues. If I remember, no mom, dad hates him, something like that. If if Nick Cage yeah. had worse starting points, I think he would have also been Paul Giamatti and been the sad, lonely professor, and not have even gotten the girl, and not have got had the children because his confidence was never there. He got by probably because young Nick Cage was probably just good looking enough. He had his, you know, he had his, he got a career, so he's competent. He probably came from a good enough family who loved him enough, so he he got good enough grades, passed through, but was never. He was always longing, searching, never complete, and that's that's the difference. But like he, him and yeah, Paul, him and the the Pauls have the same issue. Paul Giamatti has just had a harder go of it because the world was less kind to him. And then the world is a little bit kinder to this Paul, but he's not any significantly less more happy or more fulfilled. He's just better off on the superficial things because he's superficially better. Like he is superficially better. So (laughs) yeah, I just feel like he's a C minus and that's quite possibly the worst thing to be. You can't take the class over, but he always was the grade. He's a C student and sometimes, and he got a teacher that, was a nice teacher, so he gave him C pluses and B minuses. And Paul Giamatti was a C student who had a mean, mean teacher who gave him Fs. They did the same shit, but like they had different teachers, they different parents, different ways society treated them. They both are the same insecure yeah. loser who uh, who just needs to figure out, hey, if you actually 
become good at things and work on yourself, then other that's what will make other people like you is is being competent and good at things and and not uh, up your uh, worried about yourself so hard. Yeah, you don't even have to be good at things. You just have to be confident. Co- like, co- competent, I would world. say. Competent. You have to be confident, but you also oh, have to be confident or competent. You know, I don't even know. Nah, but be what competent. if you're really bad? Like, what if you're like, oh man, I'm like a great plumber, and everyone's house is just exploding with like. You have to actually be able to. <laughs> like, I you, I agree with you. Confidence is key, but you also have to do the work to like make A go to B because some things need. Yeah, require I don't that. think you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there are people who have such really they're really confident about things that they shouldn't be confident about, I guess. But I mean, confident kind of goes with competence hand in hand. If you're, even if you're faking more it, competent, you're, you're... exactly. Fake it to make it more competent, more confident, more confident, more confident. Yeah. There we go. There's the book right there. Well, that's what he was supposed to learn. I mean, at the end he le- almost learned it a little bit. Is that like, what did he learn? He learned, uh, <laughs> he learned that he needed to dress up in the David Byrne outfit, just like his life wife wanted him to. He was supposed to pay attention to his wife and not about a stupid book no one cared about because no one cares about him except his wife and his kids. So maybe he should focus on that. Yeah. But he didn't. So And not some book he never wrote. Yeah. Well, that, right. now he's got that really short, horrible book with the wrong title that he gets hit, <laughs> that people in France know and they, 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 they right. gets hit in the head. So there you go. I do love that, how they're going, how, I mean, the guy, now thinking about it, the guy's a European, um, he's a European writer director from northern europe and he's totally it seems like he's shitting on southern europe by being like yeah they'll dig this dude 100 percent because they're southern europe it's like um oh oh you think he's doing that that's funny i wonder i do that's funny i didn't think of that oh that's so good he's norwegian he's like yeah the french probably like this guy <laughs> of course the french are gonna like him and probably i mean maybe the spanish definitely the portuguese oh my god there's no way he hears this but if he hears this please please message me if that's who that is because it's so funny <laughs> i didn't think about that we love it so much i like i like caddy like uh caddy non-american humor because like i america because we're the pop culture es- export we only know we're so America centric, but the rest of the world, they have their own culture and then they have a buffet of American pop culture, all in English, easily accessible all over the place. So they get to see that shit all day. But like I have, my, my forays are so small. I I just saw a worst person in the world. Like that's kind of my, that's, I get three or four uh, international movies a year. That's what I, that's my pop culture knowledge outside of, outside of the West. Yeah. Anyway, are we going to, unless you, unless you decide to lean into it, you got to, you know, there's too much get, get, stuff get, out there get, to know, you know. It's just too much, too much information. You got to pick and choose, and uh, try to pick, try to pick good stuff to digest. Dream scenario: We no. like it, we love it, we dislike it. We're gonna recommend it, uh, Mama K. <laughs> I like it. Um. Yeah, I would recommend it. Interesting hesitation, like uh, <laughs> not even totally. So much hesitation, only because nothing really negative um, about the movie. We've said like parts of like that no. that it doesn't quite work fully come together, but like nothing. I don't have things wrong with it. It's just not done. It's just like a good first draft our, or second, even second or third also, draft. Sometimes I think though it could just be like we're talking about you know American culture and our American sensibilities, and when movies are written by other people and. Maybe they could just give a shit about that. So this is, maybe this came out exactly like he wanted to. Like this was the story he wanted to tell in this manner, and he got Nick Cage to do it. And there you go. Mm. I recommend. I mean, he could always contact us and let us know. I recommend this. I recommend this as well. It didn't. Yeah. It won't. I'll, I won't say it lived up to my expectations because because I had Oscar buzz in my head. Nick Cage, mm. top top working actor. I mean, that's the thing. Is this still has that buzz? I've still. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets a screenplay. I don't know how it doesn't get us like a screenplay nom. This seems like the movie, like the kind of movie that you'd get that. Um, beyond that, I don't know. But um, yeah, I recommend this. It's it's still very good. So I still have four to five. So. Uh, what is that? Two recommends then. Two recommends for dream yeah. scenario. It would and now the the question we ask uh, for whoever the other co-hosts are and who are not on whoever whoever's not on with Jess and Nicole <laughs> would they like these uh, the dream scenario? Uh, Nicole's a no, mm. and I don't know. Jess is kind of a wild card sometimes. I think Jess could like. Um, I think there's enough quirky sh- short. It's very short humor too. Like the scenes work right. as standalone scenes like the and you don't it's not a demanding narrative thrust you, no, you it's, get there's it. not a tough story to follow right and, yeah so i mean i think 
if one of them would lean toward it, it would be Jess. Yeah, I I could see Jess. Jess also like pick like Jess surprises me with some of her picks. Like she liked Pig too. <laughs> like another Nick Cage indie. Like I thought that was a her second favorite of the movie of that year, if I recall. That was a good, oh Pig. Yeah, it was uh twenty twenty one, not the strongest year, but still. I mean, right. there's clear there's clearly something there, and I'm uh I'm gonna pick at it. So. <laughs> Two recommends for Dream Scenario. If you have things to recommend to us, uh, we'll get to it in Jan, Feb, once we get through with the Oscar stuff. We also have, you know, the uh, usual shows, the top five and the draft show coming. We uh, yeah. haven't done any of the prep for that stuff yet, so I gotta remember. I got work to do. I do got work to do. We're gonna be gone. Oh, shit, we're gonna be gone. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do some back-end work to do some logistical work. We're gonna make it all work, but uh, I gotta do I gotta do some... <laughs> but it sounds like a lot of work. I haven't done the thought... I haven't done the thinking yet, but we're gonna keep doing reviews every week or a couple of every uh, films with women in my life on Facebook, so reach out to me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm Brennan underscore pod host, and you can email the show films with women at gmail.com. Also on YouTube, look up films with the women in my life, subscribe, hit all the buttons and bells and shit that makes us get stuff. All right. Thank right. you for being on for dream scenario. Mama okay. I am your nightmare. Until <laughs> next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.